Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Survival Show podcast, Manly Musing segment. I'm your host, Craig Cottle. Glad to be with you. Haven't been here in a while. Appreciate your patience. We have been extremely busy, as you could imagine, with all the goings-on with coming still, possibly maybe at the end of the pandemic, well, at least the major issues going on with the pandemic, and then the riots and the looting have occurred and any number of things been going on across the world, and it's not that we haven't wanted to be with you, it's just been, golly, I've been doing a lot of consulting work, which I do a considerable amount in that regard as it relates to rioting and looting and teaching some situational awareness to some organizations. And, man, it's it's just been a very busy time. Thankful I have the position and ability to help people. And I uh, apologize to you all, our faithful listeners, who have not gotten your weekly dose of manly musings. But here I am, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. And as I record this, David and I are supposed to be recording another podcast sometime this week, so you'll get both of us back as well. Well, since I have been away from you, there's a lot been going on, and one of the other things that I've been doing is I've been developing some coursework that is going to be utilized by a bunch of different government entities, and while I was developing that coursework, I actually developed a civilian version as well. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just some of the government agencies wanted some things that are not not really relevant to a civilian audience. So uh, I alluded to this briefly in our last Manly Musings, and it's the, the title Vital Survival is going to stick. And I've developed an online course. You're going to find it on Outdoor Core very, very soon. It's not there yet, so don't don't go looking for that yet as you're listening to this. I'll let you know when it's up. But uh, OutdoorCore.com is our host. That's where we work with Mr. Creek Stewart. He's got a bunch of uh, – he's assembled several good uh, outdoor related instructors from across a a number of different fields and from across the world. So very pleased and humbled to be part of that. But uh, in the midst of this, I ended up writing a booklet, uh, almost a book. And so that's going to be part of that course as well. So be looking for that in the very near future. So what I wanted to do is give you some, some of the stuff that comes out of that booklet. Last time, I basically went over the table of contents and told you what I thought are the Basically, the 12 things that are important to having your survival needs met. That's why I call it vital survival. The things that you must have, the things that you must need to know, the things that you should be doing now on a personal level, as well as just a a level at your house, as well as, you know, how we relate to things in the world. So what I wanted to do is break down some of those lessons here in Manly Musings. And the first one I'm going to do is what ended up being lesson one, and that's the essential gear that I think everybody absolutely positively must have. And so what uh, what we'll do is we'll develop, we've got a, the website for the Survival Show podcast and, and David's uh, MSK1 and, 
and his new Ultimate Survival Tips has been all trained or changed over to a new website. So you'll see that in the link. The link's in the description below, so check that out. But we have the opportunity now to put some blog posts up as it relates to these topics. So that'll benefit you that we can relate directly straight to a, a website and get you some links so that you can see this stuff. And if it's something that you want, you pick it up. Uh, obviously, uh, my perspective is there's some things that we offer that are good stuff, and there's also some things that we don't offer. And so I'll find the what I think are essential gear pieces here and chat with you about them, and then we'll have links for you as well. So here, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down a list of 10 things that I think are essential. Now, there's been a lot said about the uh, – the 10 essentials and the 10 essentials we've talked about this briefly before too but the 10 essentials what has been i don't know made actually more famous by dave canterbury he calls it his 10 c's but he borrowed heavily if not uh just went down his list and gave them a c instead of what they're actually called uh the 10 essentials was devised by mountaineering group back in the a long time ago, a very long time ago, 75, 80 years ago, what they considered to be some of the most essential pieces of equipment. Um, I had a resource when I was a kid in Cub Scouts, not even Boy Scouts, where my scout leader had something that was Boy Scout related that was called the 10 Essentials. And so it was probably a copy of what it is and that uh, this mountaineering group is. But I've definitely taken and borrowed heavily from that list of 10 essentials that the mountaineering group did and adjust them for what I consider just vital training. Cause that again, their list as it relates to is, is related to mountaineering, which is important. And uh, you know, there's incredible amount of duplication, but, but uh, they have a different approach to it. So the first number one would be some sort of navigation equipment. You know, I'm a big fan of literally a paper map and a compass as well as, uh, Gaia GPS, which is an app that is uh, very beneficial to your use. So check out Gaia GPS. There's no need anymore, you all, to buy a standalone GPS. Uh, the only benefit that comes with those units at this point is they're starting to make those units where you can send text back and forth between different people when it goes through satellite technology. And it's expensive, and from my perspective, very expensive. And so if you need that, when I say need it, do you need that, then maybe get that. Otherwise, just get an app like Gaia. Uh, it's the, You use a GPS technology. It's the same technology that's in those um, standalone GPS units that's in your phone because you have a standalone GPS unit in your phone, and the apps just know how to utilize that effectively. So... It's not one of those things, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to have cell service to be able to use Gaia GPS. It is one of those things that uses the GPS unit in the phone. So keep that in mind. That's important. Um, outside of that, I, I'm a big fan of some sort of light source. Uh, the, what I typically carry is I have an articulating light from Streamlight that I keep in my chest kit. And I'm a big fan of a headlamp that I keep in my pack. And I keep a flashlight in my pocket at all times. All day, every day, I have a flashlight in my pocket. So I'm kind of light heavy um, just because when you need a light, 
there's no substitute for it. And so I definitely have plenty of lighting opportunities and options for my use. So I'm a big fan of that, that being part of your kit. Next would be what's typically labeled as protection, something that you make sure that when you go outdoors, particularly, or if you're just looking at everyday life, you have what is needed as far as clothing and any other things of that nature. You know, a big example of this, and this came out of my first book, Extreme Wilderness Survival. Some people died trying to hike their way out of a, you know, a car sliding off the side of the road because they were wearing penny loafers. Oh, or they just had dress shoes on or some variation of it or just had their suit on or, you know, dress clothes. If you're going to be driving in an area where you uh, go to and from work on a daily basis, but there is a chance uh, even a remote chance that you could slide off the road, then you need to have an extra set of clothes in your vehicle. You need to have everything you need to stay in that vehicle till somebody comes and finds you. That sort of stuff is invaluable. So protective equipment is just necessary. I remember, I remember going to Alaska. I've been to Alaska twice. My, my wife's parents lived up there for almost 20 years. And so we had the fortunate opportunity to go up there and visit with them twice. And and it's just, Alaska is a different world. I mean, it's one of those things, if you don't have the necessary supplies to basically survive in your car at all times, then you're not an Alaskan. <laughs> I mean, everybody had them. I mean, just the stuff that I just told you, you know, having protective clothing and, and stuff to stay in your car, that's just a given for most Alaskans. So, yeah, after that, uh, point number four would be first aid items my goodness man i see so many people that need fundamental first aid items and they have a small cut even at a class or something and we always have first aid supplies don't get me wrong at nature blind school but i always ask people do you have a first aid kit let's use your items and i you know knowing that i have the supplies need to take care of them but it's just amazing how many people don't have a first aid kit. And I'm not saying that people get cut all the time at class, but somebody might get a bug bite or somebody might get a scratch. And, you know, typically, even if it's a scratch, we'll do everything we can to address it and clean it up because we might be out for a few days and, and we don't want things to get infected. So with that said, you know, get your first aid kit, fix it up, man. Oh, man. And that is just vital. I'll have more discussion on that as we as we move along. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Another one that is just absolute must is a knife. It's the most precious tool you have, and it's the most useful tool that you could possibly take into a wilderness environment in particular. So, obviously, I'm a big fan of a fixed blade knife. I sell knives at my 
schoolnaturealliance.org. Um, David obviously has got his MSK-1, and he's got some new adaptations of that that's coming out from Tops Knives. So, yeah, check those things out. Uh, find a knife that works for you. I am not the type of person that thinks that you must have my knife. I'm not. You need to have the knife that works for you. So if you like my knife that I designed and LT Wright built, then by golly, pick it up. I'd love for you to buy it, obviously. But, but, don't let anybody tell you, anybody, me, David, anybody that sells a knife, that their knife is the only knife for you because that is simply not true. You will find a knife that works for you, and that's important. That's vitally important to you, that you find a knife that works for you. So next on that list would obviously be fire building supplies. And anybody that follows me very long knows that I'm basically walking right down through the uh, Law of Threes. And if you haven't heard me talk about that, then look back in the podcast or pick up my books or look at my blog. It's everywhere. So... Next on that list, again, is that fire building supplies. So I'm a big fan of a lighter. I'm a big fan of Exotac fire sleeves. They're a, a rubberized container that holds a a uh, lighter, a Bic lighter, a regular Bic lighter, and it keeps it waterproof, and it actually keeps it somewhat insulated, not, you know, not totally, but I have not had any issues in relatively cold, not when I say relatively cold here in Kentucky, okay, so we don't get extremely cold here in Kentucky, even in the in the worst of winter. It's rare that it, we get down to zero, uh, and so it's it's one of those things that um, that Exotech fire sleeve is a real useful piece of equipment. Again, keeping it wet. I mean, keeping it, keeping it from getting wet. Um, beyond that, you've got to have must have a ferrocerium rod as a backup because it works no matter what the temperature, no matter what the weather, no matter what the humidity. It's going to throw sparks if you know how to use it properly. So make sure you know how to use one properly because just throwing sparks is not what you need to do. Being able to actually throw those sparks efficiently and make them come out hot, that's the key. So next after that, I'm a big fan of anything that you can have with you that is shelter. You know, obviously from a mountaineering perspective, they're going to have a, you know, a four-season tent that can withstand hurricane winds on the top of a mountain. You don't have to have that for your basic survival needs. But you do need some things that are just fundamentally simple, what I call the trifecta of, trifecta of survival. Inexpensive, doesn't take up much weight doesn't take up much space in my pack yeah that's the trifecta survival the first and foremost would be a garbage bag 55 gallon drum garbage bag you just hey you cannot beat it you cannot beat it you can fill it full of leaves use it as a mattress put it over your head use it as a rain jacket on and on and on i mean it's just a fantastic piece of equipment i've got a, a list of 10 uses i think it might be 20. i can't even remember how many i put down because it's it's one of those things i've been thinking about doing a video i've on 101 uses of a garbage bag because there's just so many uses for it. Uh, so with that said, uh, keep that in mind. But uh, a tarp, you cannot beat a tarp if you have the ability or space for it. You know, if this is a vehicle kit that you're putting together, then I absolutely positively probably need to have a tarp in there. And uh, that way uh, you can wear it as a rain jacket as well. You can set it up as shelter. You can carry stuff in it. It's just an incredibly useful piece of equipment. Um, you know, it's, and, and the best shelter that you take with you is just your clothing. 
you, you put clothing on every day and again have a kit in your car in your truck whatever that you can utilize to put some extra clothes on when and where you need them um you need to have some sort of water container and some sort of way of cleaning water so I'm a big fan of going out the door every day with a minimum, a minimum of 32 ounces of water with me. And what I mean by that is I usually get up first thing in the morning and I drink about 16 ounces of water. So that 16 ounces is in me and then I've got a cup, a bottle or some variation of it walking around with it and making sure, number one, I'm getting hydrated first thing out of the box every day and then I'm getting hydrated along the way and then I keep taking in more water you know we should all be drinking a minimum a minimum of a half gallon water a day depending upon your body size obviously but uh, i get close to a gallon of water a day and so that's just a vital part of staying hydrated and i say this because if something happens let's say these riots happen like they did you know the way they happened and everything just kind of kicked off uh, rather quickly and then all of a sudden boom something's going on what if you were caught out you need to be hydrated when that happens. That way you don't have to be scrambling for water or some variation of it. Then food, calorie-dense foods, obviously is going to be the best for you. So I'm a big fan of nutritional bars and, and ramen noodles and stuff of that case because they're calorie-dense. Uh, they Well, not calorie-dense necessarily, but they have a lot of carbs in them so you can have energy. And then also some protein sources and if it's a long-term situation, you don't want to get to the point where you're in starvation mode and your body is eating muscle tissue to stay alive. Uh, and then on top of that, make sure you know how to forage in any environment. And that includes an urban environment. Do you know how, if, if there's riots, if you know how if there's a pandemic, how to go find food? Um, that's, that's why you need to know how to barter. That's how you need to know how to trade. That's incredibly vital. Then after that, I would say to round out this list, this ten list of this items of this list of ten items here is some sort of signaling. Okay, and I think this is one of the things that gets missed often is you need to have some sort of device where you can signal to others, whether it's a search and rescue team, the people that are in your group, your family. That includes any number of things that could that uh, that you can use visually, you can use for auditory signaling any number of things. So here's some suggestions for you. Number one, every time you go in the outdoors in a wilderness area, if there's a kid in your group, that kid needs to have a whistle on them. And that kid needs to know that that whistle is for rescue only and not a toy. And some of you are saying, well, there's no way I could give my kid a whistle and they wouldn't just blow on it. Well, fix yourself, fix your family. Cause that's wrong. If you as an adult are tearing, telling your child hey, this is for emergencies only and I don't want you to blow it for anything other than emergency and your kid does not listen to you, then you've got some problems that you need to fix. And I say that as lovingly and as direct as I possibly can because, man, there's too many situations where something like that could have prevented the needless death of a child. Just good discipline of that child. And... Some of you are probably going, you don't know my kid. Yeah, I know your kid. My kid was a kid that climbed up on top of the car on occasion, and we didn't know why when he was three years old. Just because, you know, we might find him. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised to find my one of my children 
in the middle of the kitchen cabinets, digging out pots and pans when they were a baby, climbing on top of the car when they were three, and jumping out of helicopters now that he's an adult. I mean, he's just that kind of person. So, um, just, yeah, get your kids in line and make sure they know. As far as visually signaling, a couple things come to mind. First is, I'm a big fan of carrying an orange bandana with you, no matter what's going on. Uh, anytime you go out and bandana is just, man, it's a really useful piece of equipment as well as you can use it visually as a signal being one of those uses of that equipment. So keep that in mind. And then, um, beyond that fire building, know that if there's a snow white background and you're burning wood and it's putting off white smoke, it's not going to be seen. So find something that had plastic or oil in it to make it burn, um, black put off some black smoke and that's one of them things that you need to keep when you know a search and rescue team is looking for you to alert them to your position so that's man that's some highlights that's really just some highlights from what it is that's going to be vital survival that is a lesson on gear i've got 12 got i have 12 lessons like that that's that's one of the lessons and i've only scratched the surface on what's in each of those lessons so I hope that helps you. Check it out, OutdoorCore.com. I've got several courses up there now. Uh, this one's going to be the biggest that I've ever done on there, so I'm very excited about it. And I'm going to have my first booklet that you're going to be able to get as a download at that course as well. And then if you want it separately, you can will eventually be able to buy this on Amazon. So, yeah, a whole lot of stuff going on with Craig Cottle. Uh, looking like Dave's going to be back this week as well for a podcast. Thanks for your patience and us not being here for a while. And I hope, man, I sincerely hope that your family is doing well in the midst of all this stuff that we've had in 2020. 2020's been crazy, you all. Crazy. So hang in there. Glad you've joined us here on the Survival Show Podcast. Keep it simple. Be positive and stay sharp.